Welcome to episode 39 of Callcast. Sorry I missed last week. I think that's the first or second week that I've missed at all since starting in April. <laughs> that's pretty good. This is like one of the one of the most longest uh, commitments that I've made or kept so far. That was not an easy sentence to say. But whatever. I just don't think I had much to say or talk about last week. I'll just blame it on MLK Day, the holiday. Oh, Alec Baldwin. Bruh. That dude has been charged with involuntary manslaughter. Manslaughter. What's that from? What's that a quote from, guys? Come on. Which, you know, that's a bummer. But, again, if you're holding a gun, shooting a gun that is on you to make sure that there's not live rounds in the gun. And it's so funny that uh, the interview that he gave to uh, 60 Minutes or, or no, some news channel, soon after it happened, he said that all he did was pull back the hammer and the gun went off. But somebody posted a video right after that showing the gun he was using and the hammer locks into position and doesn't go off. It can't. It would have been physically impossible for that gun to go off the way that Alec Baldwin said. So he definitely pulled the trigger. And the thing about it is there were 12 live rounds mixed in with all the dummy rounds. Why? Either that is total negligence or that is somebody putting live rounds there for them to be used in this way. Like framing Alec or setting him up like this. I don't know why somebody would have done that, but Alec is, is facing f almost five years in prison and like $10,000 in fines, which I'm sure he can do pretty easily. That's sad. That's uh, sad for him. I mean, not more sad than the cinematographer that lost her life and, and her family. That's the saddest part about this, is that uh, there was negligence on that set. And in that interview, Alec was trying to point the blame at everybody but him, but nope. Somebody has to go down, and it, it needs to be the guy that pulled the trigger. Sorry, the trigger. Anyways, uh, my brother just spent today as his first official day as a police officer. He has his master's degree, and he just graduated 16 weeks of the police academy. Uh, and over the weekend, I got to go and uh, watch him graduate. So today, all the cops got, like, brand new vehicles, and um, Kobe is spending, you know, as the secondary police officer to the main cop who's who owns the vehicle and i'm i'm super curious to hear how it how it went but i think now i'm also officially nervous for my brother's safety safety from criminals you know because he's going to be put in a lot of situations where you don't know what you don't know any traffic stop you have no idea who's driving that vehicle what their intent is what they have in the car so you know, that, that right there makes me nervous because people do not like cops today. The majority of this nation has shown their their absolute disdain for police officers. And I'm going to get into that at the end of this episode. But congratulations, Kobe. You're a police officer now, which is something that he's been working towards for the last five years. And to see him now have graduated after five years of working towards this, please stop. I do want to talk about, I'll just call them non-generous people, with some examples of, of why I don't like them and the type of mindset that they have that is just them. 
It's all that matters is them. <laughs> I went to dinner with my friend David in Michigan. I had just driven 20 minutes to get him, 20 minutes back, and then I'm his ride back home. Somebody who doesn't connect the dots there and go, at least, hey man, I'll throw you some gas money, five bucks even, just, just to offer, or even I'll pay for your meal, something like that. Even if there's no offer and they leave the money part unsaid, I think I have a really hard time being friends with those people, or at least when I am friends with them, I think I hold them at uh, arm's distance. Because we went to dinner, I really didn't have very much in my bank account at the time. The waiter comes up and says, are we doing together or separate? And I kind of left it up to him. I, It was a little awkward. I looked at him to answer and he just goes, oh, separate, separate. And I'll never forget that, how I felt at that moment. Because then I feel taken advantage of or not even considered and, and I think that's the biggest part, is it's, um, it's just really inconsiderate. And I don't like inconsiderate people. I have another friend who is, is uh, pretty inconsiderate, only thinks of himself. One time we had just sat down to eat. He gets up and he goes and gets silverware and napkins, comes back, and I notice he just got it for him. So then I stand up and I go get silverware and napkins for myself. But I can't even fathom being the first one to get up and go get that stuff and coming back to the table with only stuff for me. He never would have left my mind. Of course I'm going to bring back double everything that I have. <sighs> I think it's a pride issue, honestly. Or he it just didn't even cross his mind. Which indicates that that's really not the person to be hanging out with. If, you, if you're just not even considered. But back to the pride issue, I think it's, it could be that too. Like, I'm not your dog. I'm not your servant. I'm not going to, you know, blah, 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 blah. Yeah, how about you just do something kind? So this friend, uh, <laughs> we, we had had a debate for a long time. I love the show The Shield. And he loves the show The Wire. And we constantly compare the two. I had never seen The Wire. He had never seen The Shield. He invites me over to his house to start watching The Shield, and we go through all five seasons, and he expects me to watch it as intently as he's watching it, so I did. I mean, it was like no phones, everything, you're just watching the show. It was a good show. It, it is a good show. I had agreed to watching The Wire if we could watch The Shield right after. That's seven seasons. We start watching The Shield, we get episode one, and he's on his phone, he's getting up, he's talking to his dog in the middle of the episode. Oh, come here, oh, buddy, 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 doing that whole, you know. He's not paying attention, and I think it's on purpose. He's also critiquing the show openly. Oh, please, why didn't he just do that? Why didn't he do this? I didn't do any of that stuff while watching The Shield. I paid attention, and I liked the show. And here he is, openly mocking the show and not paying attention to it. We got to episode three of The Shield and he stopped calling. He stopped going, hey, you want to watch, you know, whatever. It was just about him and his show. He just wanted me. I felt duped. I felt like he was like, ah, I got Colin to watch The Wire, finally. Soon after this is when the pandemic hit and we, we stopped hanging out mostly because of that. 
since 2019, I can count on one hand how many times I've seen him. Uh, I think it's four. I think four times I've seen him since 2019, since the pandemic hit, and I hardly felt his absence. I really only felt it out of routine of like, oh, I'm going over to Tyler's to watch The Shield or ah, The Wire. In October of 2021, uh, Tyler invites me to a resort. His whole company does these annual weekend retreats and he invited me there. So that was surprising to me. I was like, I know you have, you have friends who are higher up on your list that you could have invited, and he probably did, and they weren't available, so he invites me. Thanks. The weekend was really good. It was a fun time. I, I liked getting to know his coworkers. I made the mistake of being vulnerable and open to him and saying, hey, dude, just so you know, I have like $11 to my name right now, and I'm not sure what I was expecting to happen, but I wanted him to understand. And I wasn't asking him to like pay for everything in the retreat because m everything was paid for. You had, I mean, free breakfast, lunch, dinner. It was all free. You had open bar. It was like free alcohol. So I was not asking him to pay for things. But the effect that it had based on his reaction was almost like, oh, why did I bring you? He, he thought worse of me in that moment. And I don't know if he felt the pressure to pay for things, but also I had put together earlier that that was not the case. He didn't need to pay for anything. Like we went and played frisbee golf even one time and I that was 10 bucks. I paid for that. He didn't pay for it. I was just telling him so that he knew that I couldn't participate in any paid activities. Like if we were going to go bowling or go to a bar, I wouldn't have been able to go and I needed him to know that first. <sighs> So then at the final breakfast, right before checkout, Tyler is awake and dressed and he says to me, do you want to go to breakfast or do you want to stay here and keep sleeping? And I was like, I don't know what you're asking me. And what I mean by that is I don't know what angle you're working here. Like, yeah, I'll get up and go to breakfast. What are you talking about? So I said, what, what do you mean? And he goes, uh, if you stay here and keep sleeping, I'll buy you breakfast on the way home. It sounds like you don't want me to go to breakfast. That's what it sounds like. And you're like feeding me the idea as if it should be my idea to stay. So I caught on to what he was doing and I just said, yeah, I'll just stay here. I'll go to sleep. But I guarantee you that he's going to go to breakfast. I'm going to be asked about like, hey, where's Colin? And then he's going to say, oh, Colin just wanted to stay in bed. He's going to make it seem like my idea. And he didn't buy me breakfast on the way back home. He bought me coffee, but that's not the same thing. He literally dangled a little carrot in front of me just to get me to comply with him. That is a skilled manipulator. I have not seen him since that day, 15 months ago. And I'm not going to see him anytime soon. I am done dealing with people like that. Non-generous people, inconsiderate and manipulative. The only way to beat them, to stop them, is to remove yourself from the situation and cut them off. If he would have said, dude, this is my last breakfast here with my coworkers. Would you mind like giving it to me and letting me do this with them? I would have been, I would have been totally okay with that, but he can't dish vulnerability just like he cannot accept the vulnerability that I gave him earlier on. 
he can't emotionally handle being that vulnerable. And uh, he has a lot to work on. He can spend the rest of his life working, walking his dog, and playing video games. Because I know that's all his life consists of. He is more than welcome to do that. Friends will see. Friends will see his heart. And if they don't, they probably have a pretty similar heart to him. Where it's just me, me, me. Nobody else exists. So this is something that um, I didn't know if I wanted to talk about. But I think that I will. Uh, there, there's a friend that I grew up with, um, I mean, we, we were born 15 days apart, so we literally grew up together until I was 11 and moved to Brazil. We were eight years old at the time, and he came over to hang out. He led me into my own room, sat on my bed, and then I sat on my brother's bed. He opens up the conversation by going, so, have you seen any? And I was so confused. I went, What? Any what? Seen any what? And then he motions to his chest. Any boobies. And it's crazy how my mind worked in that moment because it was the first time I was putting together that parts of women's bodies are desired by men. Boobies had never even crossed my mind in that context before. I had no idea what sex was. And at 8 years old, I wasn't going to learn about it until 11 or 12. So, this this is really premature, I think. And the only thing that I had seen up to that point was I was babysat by a family friend and, and her family. And she came out of her bedroom really early in the morning just wearing a sweatshirt and, like, panties. And the sweatshirt was covering everything, but I had never seen that much skin before. I remember looking... And she, like, pulled down her sweatshirt even more and, like, kind of... I think she came out to get her son and take him back to the, into the room. So, that was the only thing that I had seen. So I told my friend that. And he was like, that's it? And no eight-year-old wants to be embarrassed in front of his friend. That's like death, dude. So, to refrain from being embarrassed, I made up this whole elaborate story. They're literally just on the spot. This story involved multiple girls from our congregation, our church. I don't even remember everything that I said, but it had something to do with them all coming over, getting naked, and, like, tying me up, dunking my head in a bucket of water. It, it, nothing I said was even remotely sexual. I didn't know anything that was sexual at that point. I, I spun a whole story as to not be embarrassed in front of him. And to even do him one up and be like, yeah, I've seen, I've seen boobies and way more than you've seen. You know, I wanted, I wanted to flip it around and have him be the embarrassed one, I guess. Unfortunately, my friend started telling other people this story and I was like, why are you telling people? His parents found out. My parents found out. I remember my dad having a very stern talk with me and, and my mom, and just going, why? Where did that come from? It had to have come from somewhere in you that or that you saw. Where did that come from? And I was like, I just made it up. I don't know. And he didn't believe me until my mom said, well, when Casey asked me for help on one of his school papers... It will spark an idea that leads to another that leads to another. And I can... It's like a window of creativity. And I related to that because that's exactly what happened. It was just a story I spun in the moment because... Out of self-protection. 
my mind connected that since he's asking me about women's bodies so secretly like this, naked women must be of some desire to boys, men like us. So I go, uh, yeah, yeah, this totally happened to me. And I wish that none of that had happened because it was too early for me. I'm sad that he asked me at all, and I'm sad that I couldn't have just said, nope, I've never seen any. And that would have killed the conversation right there. And I wish that I had had the lack of pride in that moment to just tell him, no, I've never, I've never seen any. But I didn't. I uh, did the opposite. I don't know. It just opened doors in my mind that opened doors that opened doors. And, and create uh, uh, curiosity often gets me in trouble. I find myself curious about something and I have to find out. I have to... I mean, I don't have to, but it feels like I have to. Like, it, it's an itch that I need scratched, so I have to go seek out this information. And, uh, yeah. Glad I got that off my chest. <laughs> I saw a video on Reddit recently of a cop being shot at point-blank range, and everybody in the comments is going, Good. Yeah. What a piece of scum. He's already trash. I have never wanted to jump through the comments and start throwing hands more than in that moment. I sincerely hope that all those people putting those comments on, on the video, that they find themselves in a situation in which they have to rely on the police officers to save them. They have to call 911. The BLM movement brought, brought along the ACAB movement, All Cops Are Bastards. Tearing down one group to lift up another, instead of just learning how to lift up that group and bring about respect between both groups. They see a lopsided, so they, they work so hard to tip it back in their favor, instead of just leveling it out. It's not defund the police, it's train the police. The only way that I would be into defunding the police is if that money is put into programs that gets people off the streets and better recognized in, into the system. A large portion of black people have given cops reasons to take such drastic action. But nobody wants to see who poked the bear. They just see the bear attack. How about we fund more after-school programs? for schools in areas of poverty. How about we give more incentive for kids to stay, stay in school so they don't so easily find themselves in gangs or stealing for money, hooked on drugs at a very young age? Why don't we provide more opportunities for off-duty or on-duty police officers to interact with residents of their city in a positive way? That would cut way down on officers jumping to conclusions or misinterpreting the actions of their citizens on, on traffic stops or 911 calls. Why don't states decriminalize marijuana and mush mushrooms even to help alleviate this war on drugs? Provide a safe space for them to acquire those drugs, like a dispensary or a dispensary cafe, because they're already going to be acquiring those drugs but it's gonna be from some drug dealer in, in a back alley, which is so unsafe for everybody involved. Or provide a healthy and positive substitute for, for those kinds of activities. You have to give a little to get a little. 
in terms of preventing more criminality from, it, from occurring. I support the blue. I also support black people. I also support white people. People want to bash others who are for All Lives Matter, but there is very little logic and love in that type of mindset. Some cops are bastards. Some black people are criminals. Some white people are very racist. But I thought, I thought we learned to stop generalizing groups like that. But apparently not. The show Yellowstone is touching on that subject because there are Native Americans in the show who despise white people because they're like, they've been stealing from us for 500 years. Well, these white people haven't been stealing from you. Those white people, way back when, they may have stolen from your ancestors. Sure, absolutely. But how dare you? Put that blame on the here and now. It's just generalizing in a very disgusting way. Anyways, okay, I need to calm down, guys. But I think that's my episode. I think that was everything that I wrote down. Not only do I think it, I know it. Again, my apologies for missing last week, but at the same time, I can do whatever I want. <laughs> All right, bye, guys. Thank you for being here. Appreciate you. Love you.